Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey everyone, it's Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how Aloe Moves helps us stay fit. But May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too. But I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings or even just like a bad day is to hop on allomoves.com and reset. Allo Moves is the award-winning on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Allo Moves really brings people together. Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Shifflin. Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head-to-toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on allomoves.com, but I just had to share that one with you. Find yourself together when you join Allomoves. Join the community on allomoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com, code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's allomoves.com and the code is MASCARA20. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hello! Welcome to Fat Mascara. It's Jessica. Hi, I'm Jen. Okay, this is a very exciting episode because Jen and I have been bouncing this idea around for, I would say, like, I feel like a year now. We have been like, just kind of mutually texting each other every time we see an annoying um, bit of misinformation on Instagram, on the web. With regards um, to skincare specifically. Yeah, 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 yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of skin myths going around. We've been keeping track. <laughs> and rather than react in a knee-jerk way every single week, we have been quietly taking notes and we thought, let's just address this on an episode. And we thought, who better to... Um, buddy up with for this episode than our beloved Renella Hirsch, MD. So that name might sound familiar to, to you guys because even though she's never been a guest on the show, she's like our give it to you straight skin expert that we always go to um, when we're talking about new trends, new products, things like that. So Renella, or Dr. Hirsch, as I, I should say, is a board certified dermatologist. She practices in Boston and she's been an expert in the fields of cosmetic dermatology and laser surgery. We didn't even get into lasers <laughs> with her, but that's one of her areas of expertise. She serves on multi, she's like on the board of multiple academic journals. Dermatology Times, Cosmetic Dermatology, The Dermatologist, Cutest. You know I love an academic journal. Mm -hmm. And there's Ronella's name all over the place. She's also the past president of the American Society of Cosmetic Dermatology and Aesthetic Surgery. P.S. She was the youngest person to ever hold that position or to be the president of any skincare board. 
Well done, Ranella. And lastly, she's the founder of Atola, a really cool company. It's an innovative skincare brand that uses artificial intelligence to develop personalized skincare serums, this whole fancy algorithm. You know my science love and heart has a big old space for Ranella Hirsch. So here she is. Okay, welcome, Dr. Hirsch. Can I can I call you Dr. Hirsch or should I call you? You can call me Ranella. Mascara okay. is fat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Ranella. Okay, Ranella. We thought you like the time was right to have you on the show and really have you like call like you know. Like basically like spit some truth on a lot of like internet skin rumors going around. I am here to bring the truth. Okay. Oh, excellent. I'm so excited for this. You guys have no idea. Now you, I've got to like, just could be clear about this. You collaborated with us on a lot of these like skincare misconceptions that I'm going to be rattling off because we have our own, we have a lot of like DMs and like emails that people are always like writing us like, is it true that blah, 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 blah. And then we've kind of like saved them be like, oh, we'll get to that. You know, we'll do a segment. Sure. And then you have the questions that people come into your office and say like, I've been hearing that, 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 that. So We've collaborated, we've put them together, and here are the top myths or misconceptions that we need the truth on. Okay? Okay. The real deal. I'm here for it. Number one, fungus. (laughs) I feel like I'm like family feud. Okay. I think you're getting really into this. I actually, what did you say, (laughs) Ranella? Do my responses need to be in the form of a question? No, I'm, I'm never okay. really, I'm not a Jeopardy person. I can't. Okay, okay ready? <laughs> <laughs> Number one, fungus can cause acne. Survey says. Yeah. Survey <laughs> says very, very, very false. There is no such thing. So yeah, sometime, we actually mapped this out. There, there's a, a wonderful program where you can look and see trends on Google. And if you actually look at this sort of straight line, straight line, straight line, and then March 2020, this line kind of becomes an upgoing mountain in terms of searches for the term fungal acne on Google. And what happened, we, we think, is that someone somewhere on social media sort of used the term and it just suddenly multiplied and multiplied and made lots of lots of fungal like a acne fungus. ABs. Like a fungus. <laughs> Unfortunately, that fungus is not acne and never will be. Acne is a chronic inflammatory condition of the skin. People genetically produce too much oil. The oil tends to clog the opening to your pore, which is where kind of the oil comes out, the hair follicle lives. Those people tend to get what we call comedones. Acne, we treat it a whole bunch of different ways, depending on whether you're more inflammatory acne, more comedonal acne. What the term, I dare not say it, to give it life, The correct name is called Malassezia folliculitis. It used to be called Pityosporum. And what it is is just a fungus that lives normally and happily on our skin, minding its own business, going about its day. Now, it doesn't bother you. You don't bother it. But something can sometimes happen where you might be in a very humid environment. You might be wearing tighter clothes. You might be traveling, where suddenly your body rhythm is a little bit different. And that fungus proliferates and you start to get lots and lots and lots and more of them. And we see that presenting actually not even that frequently on the face. It's much more on the chest, a little bit sometimes on the back, occasionally on the hairline, and actually much more in men. And what we Mm. think happened was that a particular person probably thought that they had acne, were treating it. A doctor said, oh no, it's actually this fungus. And the name fungal acne was born. But it's something that a dermatologist will recognize in a heartbeat. And they are two completely separate things. Now it has become a whole cottage industry. People ask me if they can use this medication with fungal acne. Someone wrote a blog about fungal acne-approved cleansers. I have no idea what that means. Um, There's all sorts (laughs) of sort of fungal acne discussion groups, support systems. It's not a thing, (laughs) never was a thing, never will be a thing. It's a really straightforward folliculitis from a fungus that is very easily treated uh, after being recognized and diagnosed. Okay, follow-up question. The word 
acne, right, came about because of a bacteria that was named, you know. Is, is the acne that we think of as acne always caused by not just that strain of bacteria, but a strain of bacteria? So that is a deeply brilliant question. Cutie bacterium acne, which I think is one of the best names in all of dermatology because it's yeah. cutie. Um, is the new name for what used to be called P. acnes, the bacteria that we classically thought of as living in the face. So yes and no is the answer to your question. In the classic teaching, um, you sort of think, okay, well, it's this particular bacteria that's proliferating. Realistically, the skin has a lot of things going on. And if you start to get, especially when you see things opening up, when you start to see cysts, when you start to see people picking at their faces, other things become introduced into the skin. Classically, the teaching is, yes, Jennifer, what you're saying, but in the real Mm -hmm. world, there's probably some element of a little bit of a mixture when you actually, if you were to culture some of other bacteria. But there are other. And fungus might be there, but. Uh, again, the fungus is living there, minding its own business, not bothering Regardless you. Regardless of just pustules or alone. Pu- yeah, yeah, it's it's really not, and it's not actually pustules from the fungal presentation. It's very much, it's a very classic presentation, very similar looking, small bumps, predominantly on the chest or a little bit on the hairline. It's really very classic, okay. and actually, we test for it in the office by doing this. is not painful. It sounds terrible, but a little scrape. It's you wouldn't even know I was there. We look under the microscope. It has a very classic presentation. Boom, diagnostic test. Could we call it fungal folliculitis? If you must. I I won't, I won't, I'm done. (laughs) Okay, now that we have laid that to rest, let's move on. Myth number two, or maybe it's not a myth, you tell me. You need a toner. Toner's everywhere. People love toner. Tell us about toner. I do love toner. Uh, Toner, okay. So toner, um... Probably best to start with what toner used to be versus what it is now. Um, We are, I've known you guys long enough, we're of a similar age, that we are all around the block enough to remember old school toner. Um, you know, oh, where sea you breeze. Would, sea mm. breeze, baby. 1006. Love it. Ooh, I want to burn face. my nose hairs out. Mm. Oh, no, I, that's actually how I used to study for med school exams. If I was really <laughs> falling asleep, I would just do like a full <laughs> sea breeze. I don't endorse this on any level at all. This is a terrible <laughs> thing to do. Really, don't do this. But I used to do this heavy-duty like application. I'd be like, whoa, okay. And I'd get like two more hours <laughs> I'm of grabbing in. This is, I, seriously, do not do this. This is a terrible thing to do. But that's how I fondly remember sea breeze as very late nights in uh, cramming for high school. But anyway, old school, we used to have soaps <laughs> that were just very alkaline. Um, so pH scale, there are things that are like acids, like lemons. There are things that are basic, like baking soda, and kind of everything in between. Um, the neutral pH, if we think back to like high school chemistry, is 7. The skin happily lives at about 5.5 at a nice acidic place where it wants to be left alone. And that allows it to actually do a lot of its functions for keeping the bad stuff out, letting the good stuff in, keeping moisture in. So go back 15, 20 years, and this was not how we kind of understood skin to be. This is part of the myth of like acne is dirt and you should scrub the living bejesus out of your face. And this was the same idea with cleansing. We used things to cleanse that now we probably would not even inflict on like our cast iron pans. I mean, we just (laughs) use these, you know, things like Laura Ingalls Wilder soaps on the metal. And, you know, we would do that on our face. Um, And the idea of toner was that you would take the product and then, God help us, take off the residue with this, you know, stuff that probably eats through pipe. So somewhere along the way, we figured out a little bit better how to take care of skin. And it turns out, importantly, that that dead skin on the top layer is really, really important. It actually houses this lovely thing called the moisture barrier. And the moisture barrier is your friend. You really want a moisture (laughs) barrier. You should stop. Everybody is so excited to peel off their faces. Everyone that asks me questions (laughs) online is asking me about how many times a day they can peel themselves. See, no, 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 no. You, you don't want to remove the skin because when you don't remove the skin, when you remove the skin, you have, you know, I don't know, a wound. I mean, it's just a bad thing. You don't want to do that. But um, coming back to toner, that's the goal of what toner used to do. It used to really strip off the bad stuff left behind. We got a little smarter and we realized this is not a good thing. 
And so now toner really means something very different. So if you actually talk to someone who's talking about toner now, who's a generation behind, you talk to a young millennial, a Gen Zer, to them, toner's quite different. Toner is about restoring something to the skin. If you are someone acneic, it might be a toner that includes some sort of hydroxy acid. If you're dry like me, it's a moisturizing, hydrating product. If you're oily, it might be a gel product. The idea is that after a gentle cleanse, which is generally the ruling guide for most people, it applies another element of whatever it is that's missing for you before you put on your cream. Now, this has gotten a little cute, right? Because products have gotten more clever. Um, Fenty, you know, and we're talking about fat water and we're talking about serums and we're talking about essence serums and serums sort of have now kind of married into toner and toner have sort of married into essence. And it's not really a clear dividing line of exactly where yeah. one starts and where it's one confusing. ends. It's quite confusing. So the rule of thumb on toner is if you are wanting to do it, if you're one of the people that wants to do it, have at it. You know, just make sure you take the right one, but you absolutely positively don't need it. For most people, I prefer they get their actives in a product that's got a little more body to it, that's likelier to penetrate. To me, generally, that's a more classic serum type of paradigm than a toner. So I'm not one who usually is a big toner fan. For the right person, it's a good thing. For oily people still who want a little bit of astringency, not alcohol, not sea breeze, but something that has the capability to just take away a little bit of that, you know, stuff that's collecting during the course of the day, not a bad thought. It's very much an individual thing, but this idea of a must is is silly. There's no such thing. Got it. I'm not even going to say the P50 word. I don't even want to go there yet. It's a whole other episode. I mean, P50, okay. yeah, P50 is a... P50. Can I ask you, you know, a question? Let me just say, when, though, if there weren't P50, I think my children could not go to college. So let's like, be grateful for something. <laughs> oh, you right? sell it at your office. Oh, no, I do not. <laughs> that was oh. in first. Oh, it screws up people's skin and they come to you to fix it. Oh, my God. I think, okay. I, think I, I, I have actually got P50. I think it's a great product. I don't think I have an objection to the product so much as so many people use it wrong. It's just people do not understand that P50 is its own insult. Somehow the word toner deceives people into thinking that it can be done like while, you know, pre-exfoliating or, oh, I can do it with a retinoid. Or, it's more like a peel. Oh, yeah, I got it. It, it, I... it really doesn't need any backup dancers. It's really a complete <laughs> solo professional. And for some reason, people just think of it as part of, you know, a bigger picture routine is like an opening act. P50 is nobody's opening act. P50 is like Mariah Carey, sit down. Oh my God, I wow. love that. That's oh, a good way notable, to quotable. It. I love it. <laughs> Renella, can I ask you, like just as a, as a big picture like comment, like, you know, why do people, why do you think like people, and I say like people, I mean like, you know, skincare enthusiasts, why are they so obsessed with, exfoliating instead of like moisturizing? Like why isn't the world like, you know what? I got to get my hands on like that comfort cream versus like got to P50 the shit out of my face. Like why is it so the other way? Is it like we feel like we're actually doing something or is this like an aggressive like itch that people have? Like what is the, what's the deal? <sighs> wow. I feel like you think maybe I know more than I do. I'm mystified Just pretend. by it. I would say that it's not P50 as often now as it is, so um, I put up, um, I won't even explain, but I asked someone to describe the, the most kind of loathed product on, on social media, and uh, someone described it as the blood red exfoliant of death. And let's see if you can figure out what I'm talking about. A very specific, very TikTok-oriented red exfoliant. A red? Oh, red is the giveaway color. Wait, Wait, are we allowed to say brand? Red. No, the bottle is not red. The product. Wait, the product is red. I don't know this product. Wait, why am I feeling like a total moron right now? Um, mm-hmm. I, I does it rhymes with boppity bop? Like what? 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 Like, it rhymes with ordinary. Oh, oh. <laughs> the ordinary. Yeah. So that exfoliant peel. I actually a, did not know that that was red because I've never. So used it is. It. it is actually red, and for whatever reason, and I think maybe the red is part of the appeal. So first of all, let's be fair. Oh. It's far more accessible and a lot cheaper. I mean, it's it's 
what, a fifth of the price of P50 or, or less. I mean, yeah. it's really cheap, yeah. it's accessible. Um, but it's like a third percent alpha hydroxy acid plus. And there's really very little occasion where one just sitting about their day needs to exfoliate on that level of a platform. And for reasons perhaps even more mysterious, well, actually, I do have an answer to your question, Jess, because if you look at most of the bottles of these products, do you know most of them say apply twice a day? I mean, put this put this in the marketing realm of rinse and repeat for genius things that will sell product yeah. inappropriately. I mean, yeah. that is like yeah. one of the great, uh, apply twice a day, twice a day. I mean, it really, I mean, there are times when I feel like I want to go into the store and just take a black pen and write week, twice a week. And that's me being kind, because really, that's an image. Be, if you see Renella and Target, <laughs> I feel I feel like that might be a felony. I, I know I'm not uh, I'm not going to do that. But I think that product alone has caused so many things. So people ask me all the time about that product. I have no beef with the product. I have the, I have a beef with the fact that nobody uses the product correctly. I mean, so you get these terrible, terrible situations where people are raw and, and I mean, almost as if they have burns. And you're not even treating the primary problems anymore. You're treating the fact that they've done all this damage to the face. So whether it's a, a more Upper East Side sort of P50 or a more kind of mass, you know, heavy duty thing, I think that's so, I think part of the answer, Jess, is that the, the information isn't out there. Correctly. A lot of these products say use daily. Many say use twice a day. That's just yeah. a hard no. Exfoliating is yeah. not a daily thing for the great majority of people. Got this, it. This leads us perfectly to the next myth. And I feel like you actually suggested this one because you get this a lot. The more skin issues you have, the more products you need to fix them. Right. So I have a you have the floor on that. No, I mean, to me, it's the more products you have, the more problems you will have for me to fix. Uh, the more products you have, the more problems I will have to fix. I lost the whole thing because it was cute and it rhymed. And well, I- now your kids can mm-hmm. go to graduate school, too. Okay, not there you just- go. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> it's really a, an amazing thing because the truth of the matter is when people ask me what does skin really want, think of your skin kind of like a fish. A fish kind of wants to be fed every now and again. It wants clean water. And it wants occasionally, occasionally, for you to clean the tank. Very good model for skincare. Occasionally cleaning, occasionally by, I mean daily, occasionally, you know, exfoliating, and then mainly just kind of leave it alone. The skin is a really well-functioning factory. And pretty much everything we do to optimize the factory really slows production down tremendously, is what it turns Mm. out to be. The thing I always say to patients is with products, there's really two ways you can go wrong with products. You can take the right product and use it the wrong way, or you can use the wrong product the right way. And the more products that you put into the sort of rotation for your skin, the odds of one of those two things happening exponentially increases. Something doesn't like something else. This base doesn't like the other base. And just the more things you put on the skin, you you actually affect two things. Number one, you're putting more stuff on the skin, the skin that didn't ask to be bothered by you and really wants (laughs) to be left alone. And number two, you know, they interact in their own individual ways. So not only can you get harm from that, people I don't think realize that you cut into the efficacy of the stuff that would be working well if you just gave it a chance to do that. So the questions, that question came from the fact that when I do Q&A on Instagram, the questions I get overwhelmingly, how do I layer this? Do I put this under this? Should this go on top of this? Do I put this on and that? And, and inevitably, the answer is stop, like cut five things out. If you are using eight products on your skin every day, that's too many. Someone asked me the other day, um, do I have like a cheat spreadsheet? And I said, dear God, if you're using a spreadsheet to keep track of your skincare, that's a problem right there. You need to cut down your skincare. You wrote a whole big article on this. We did at the beginning of last year. We did, and you found yeah, people, yeah. God love you, who shared spreadsheets with you. I they don't sure know if I had a spreadsheet. That, that would be a very intimate document for me. I don't think I'd be putting it out there. But I mean, I was really struck because it is so, people just have this absolute sense that they're missing something if they don't have every single ingredient. And it just isn't a helpful thing. I mean, Jess, you and I had this conversation recently about the fact that 
I often, and, and I'm going to wind up attacking the ordinary. And I don't want to do that because I think what the ordinary has done is a really wonderful thing in that they've democratized quality ingredients. But the mm-hmm. side effect of that, which I think has really been impactful, is that you've given people so many quality ingredients that you almost in some ways have lost the art of skincare. And the analogy I often give and the one I gave you was, if I go out on the rare night for a really wonderful cocktail and there is a fabulous mixologist and I'm going to plunk down $37 for this cocktail, I'm not going to be really happy if this guy gives me the five ingredients to my cocktail. I want him in his mixology talents to put it together. Think of your skincare formulator, those chemists, as really top-tier mixologists. That's what they do. They take those ingredients and know how to make them work best with other ingredients to give you the maximum effect. That's what you're paying for. So to me, to go and buy the five individual actives and try and kind of do it yourself, I don't get the gain of that. I don't think people benefit from that. Well, this, yeah, I get a little like, and listen, a couple of listeners have called me out over the years anytime I get like a little like prickly or like mm, anything that comes to formulas because um, I've made no secret that my husband is in product development. I get annoyed when people say, oh, well, this product is the same exact thing as Ah, that product. The the, the, the dupe culture. Yeah, the dupe culture. Um, and I take it, I guess, personally, and I'm, I'm, I'm raising my hand, guys. I, I realize that I take it personally because I see how hard my husband works on a formula for, you know, sometimes years, all the testing, all of the, you know, the the real like data and like labor and analysis. Um, I'm going to embarrass him, so I'm just going to stop. If you, well, he's this. a lovely fellow. The, you should yeah. totally embarrass him. <laughs> I mean, um, I'm not a fan of the dupe. I, yeah, I have said not, that I'm on. You can't do it yourself. Is what that. I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, but I I would do I would I would go beyond that. I I not mm-hmm. only to do it yourself. I completely concede that. But I would go yeah. one further than that, which is I'm constantly asked um, because you know, skincare is fundamentally expensive and you really can wind up spending a bloody fortune on skincare. And can I copy this and that? And there are some things you can do. You can this and that and the other thing. But the dupe notion to me is bothersome. And I I will tell you the specifics. Um, I recently did a thing where I showed kind of my products. Like, what do I use on my face? And I showed, I said, this is kind of, um, I can say product names. Is that... I'm not yeah, plugging anybody. Yeah, I know. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I have the triple lipid from SkinCeuticals. I have terribly dry skin. I live in a very tough climate. Um, I'm wearing a mask. I'm retinoiding. I'm you know, back on a retinoid after 100 years. So I'm really using and really loving that product. I love that product. When I was in grad school, when I was in med school, I couldn't afford that product. And I yeah. found First Aid Beauty, which is a terrific product yeah. at you know, nearly a third the price. I stand by that being a great product. And when I showed my own closet, they were both in it. But I actually like the the expensive product and now can swing it. But if I couldn't, and I used first aid beauty, my skin's not going to be worse for it. But I happen to really like the other product too. But the idea that one is sort of a copy of the other, I I don't know that I have full buy-in to that. I think you, you underestimate to a certain extent what formulators do. Now, there's an exception to that. The exception to that is that if you think of, say, South Korea, or if you think of like French pharmacy brands, there are a number of companies that are owned by a single sort of enterprise. So in the case of French pharmacy brands, often many people don't know, many of them are owned under the L'Oreal, um, mm-hmm. you know, auspices. Amore Pacific in South Korea owns much of kind of the skincare available there. And to an extent, you know, when you're talking about sourcing products, when you're talking about sourcing ingredients, when you're talking about certain technologies, yes, that's going to be a closer fit. Although having worked with some of them, I can tell you that there is a very clear dividing line and products are different. But I would say if you really are trying to replicate something, you are better off kind of going up the food chain of a a large enterprise like that, which has many offerings at different price levels, because you're getting the benefit of the R&D of a large organization like that brought down to every price point. That's my one bias as Um, far as, and and I still wouldn't call them dupes, but I think you get a lot of the same qualitative advantage. Can we call them cousins? I'm good with cousins. I I think that's a great, it's a very close in-laws. 
Um, and, and speaking of familial relations, I think I just need to kind of like edit, do a little editorial correction. My, my husband's going to come. He's not. He's not a formulator now. He's in. Pro, just he's broadly. He's in product development. So a little ed note from me. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's Highest Air is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp, something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, they have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey Love's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good. Whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence, Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love. everyone, it's Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how Aloe Moves helps us stay fit. But May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too. But I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings or even just like a bad day is to hop on AlloMoves.com and reset. Allo Moves is the award-winning on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Allo Moves really brings people together. Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Shifflin. Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head-to-toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on allomoves.com, but I just had to share that one with you. Find yourself together when you join Allo Moves. 
Join the community on allomoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's allomoves.com and the code is MASCARA20. That actually is a great segue to um, one of my next questions. Is expensive skincare better? I mean, you kind of like alluded to like not necessarily, but, you know, would you say that like there are differences? I feel like I'm like, that's kind of a leading question what I'm saying, but like, I'll I'll just let you answer. Is expensive skincare better? That's fine. Um, I was going to say, and better is such a subjective. It, that, word so you just too. so so you you gave me the perfect lead in. Yeah, that's yeah. my point. <laughs> I think that expensive is relative, right? So I just gave you the example of the triple lipid. That is an expensive product. I put a decent portion of my skincare budget on that product because I find for me it does really nice things that I like. Very personal. Would not impose that on someone else. That said, a couple of important things to think about when you think about price. So the short answer is, I think you can probably get a very good skincare regimen at any price. I do it every Mm -hmm. day with patients. I ask people, where is it that you want to be? What do you want to spend in total? I think a big thing people lose sight of is it's not so much the total budget, but how you apportion that budget. Where do you spend your money? And I'll get to that in a sec. But what are the things that factor into making the cost of a product? So let's look at them. Formula. So hopefully, in, in a perfect world, formula is everything, right? Like, it's so much more innovative. It's so much better. The research is so much better. Everything about it is so magical, and you pay for that. So that's the theory. That, to an extent, is true. It certainly isn't the overwhelming and only consideration. We all are very aware that you pay a tremendous amount for packaging. There is no doubt that there are people for whom the velvet liner on the box and having the specific jar experience and maybe, you know, an an insignia. There are people for whom the brand name that it comes from absolutely matters. So, Mm -hmm. you know, not to invalidate those things, they are very true. Um, There's also, this is kind of an extension of what we were just saying earlier about the bigger companies, right? When a company is sourcing fundamental ingredients for skincare for any brand, there are certain ingredients that are just uniform to all of them. If you're an enormous company and you're buying tons and tons and tons of these raw materials, you're fundamentally going to pay less than some small indie brand that has no scale, right? Right. So part of what you pay for when you go for some of these indie brands is the fact that they have no ability. It, think of it comparably comparably to shopping at like, you know, um, well, God, most of, most of retail is kind of going under. I'm trying to think of an example. I know. Like, uh, I don't know, Bloomies. Let's think of Bloomingdale's or whatever, or Saks. Let's think of Saks. So if you have a large store where they have some ability to buy in bulk from the designers, you're going to be able to get better pricing than you are if you're a one-off boutique you know, on the Magnificent Mile in Chicago. It's just fundamentally the rules of how things are priced. So all of those things factor into kind of what determines a price. What a company, frankly, thinks they can get you to pay for it is also a very relevant data point. People will pay what the perceived value of something is. Um, So I think all of those things matter. I think there are certain ingredients that also are a little more expensive than others. Some ingredients are cheaper. So I think that just is, uh, I mean, people love to throw around, and it's probably not an unreasonable example of the notion that there's a $335 hyaluronic acid serum, which is, you know, insane, um, because there is just really no need for hyaluronic acid to cost anything more than, you know, $11.36. Um, you Ooh, know, which you hear is, that people? Wow. It, it, hyaluronic acid is a very, there is a, a an option available that's just remarkably uh, priced out of the realm. And you are buying into the brand and the brand story in this particular case. And many people do. I think people also underestimate because we live in such a celebrity driven culture that, you know, people are often the people that we consider influential, be they actresses or stars of this or someone on social media, they are often gifted a product. So they might be using it and using it very enthusiastically, but that doesn't necessarily apply. They haven't paid for it. 
So right. something is great at $285 if you didn't pay for it. So I think all of those things are really relevant and really factor into your kind of thought process. I will yeah. say, I stand by the, the point I said earlier. It actually applies here too. I do think one of the big pieces of advice I give people when they think about how to apportion their skincare, again, think about the things where you want to put your dollar. Cleansers should not be an expensive investment. Great sunscreen does not need to be terribly expensive. Moisturizers do not need to be terribly expensive. The active portion, the portion of your skincare that you want to actually accomplish something with, that's where your money goes. And maybe there you go to a brand that's slightly more expensive, has slightly more potent actives if you could. Although now, again, it's been so democratized that you can really get great stuff at just about every price point. And then the last thing, because I'm giving you a very long answer to a not so long question, um, that step stool approach I mentioned for a company, you know, where if you don't necessarily have the ability to go for a SkinCeuticals product, maybe look at a Vichy product because mm-hmm. that product might come with some of the similar supply chain kinds of things that you can, that sort of thing. Um, and then the last thing I would exclude to that is vitamin C is kind of one of the exceptions, although there are good products available under, I would say, the $40 mark. I recommend two or three specific ones that I think are reasonable and good and not terribly which, expensive. Which ones? Uh, the L'Oreal Paris one nuts. is the one that consistently, the 10%, it, it retails probably, if you walked into Target, $20. Perfectly okay. fine product. No yeah, the Derm to, Secrets line. Yeah, just yeah. no reason to, to, to go beyond that. Uh, if you are into the Ampule delivery, I think the Vichy product, I have no interest in it financially. It's a a perfectly fine product. I get asked about a few others. I have a bit of mixed experience with the others. Again, C is a finicky, finicky ingredient. It's very hard to get right. There's more to it than just the formula. It's the packaging. It's, I mean, I don't want to underestimate formula. It's it's preserving it properly. Um, And you can go so wrong with C that if you're going to really commit and that's what you're going for, get a reputable product. I wouldn't tend to buy one of those as a one-off. So I I have another question that I've been like itching to ask you because this is another one that we constantly get. Fragrance, 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 fragrance. Everybody thinks, okay, well, here's, I'll give you a perfect example. When the Rihanna Fenty Beauty line came out. That's where it all started. It was a Thursday. Okay. <laughs> it was a Thursday morning and her line came out and people were either so eager to love it or they were so eager to take it down. Yeah. And when they wanted to take it down, the people who wanted to take it down, and Jen and I did, I thought we did a really fair review. There were some products we really liked. I, I heard it. I thought you were out. both very fair. Oh, thank you. Brunella, let's Sean Garrett followed it. me on social media. It was one of the great days of my life. I had to sort of stand <laughs> back and breathe for a few minutes. It's just the kind of thing that 22-year-old people I was like briefly cool for, and I was just very excited. Uh, it's like, thank you. Thank you. I'll just, I, I mean, I've peaked. I have to leave Instagram. This might be my best day. Um, and you're out. Yeah. yeah I, 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 that's it. Ladies, um, but they yeah. went they went crazy and they went crazy on her not for like you know her she did a video for Bazaar where she like put her like SPF like yep. night cream on yeah. they yeah. went crazy on her for putting fragrance in her skincare and I was yes. like guys guys fragrance and witch hazel they really did come right after her for both of those things um, yeah I I mean I have all kinds of sociological theories on why. Um, oh my God! Which are we, probably I did, oh, I, I just think that people felt about I, why, I, well, why Rihanna was the person they felt comfortable attacking, oh. and why we, as we, the face. Oh. I think there's just a lot of really unpleasant things about that. I think that um, you know, single-handedly, she has probably taken more people, um, young black people, and told them how important sun protection is with her line and putting this product out there. And the fact that people felt so comfortable just, you know, going after that when this opened a door to a tremendously important point that is just in many ways not paid attention to. I mean, Mm. people are always surprised that when I recommend sunscreens, I also try to throw in a couple of choices that don't have something called a white cast. We're all fairly lightly complected, Mm -hmm. but if you get to be a slightly darker person, if you're a person of color, if you're a black person, you know, some of the best sunscreens for someone like me, I'm as fair as can be, 
will leave looking like, you know, a ghost, literally like a ghost. And that is really prohibitive to wearing it. And here, this very elegant product was made and put out there and really popular to a group of people that we're not reaching. So I want people to wear sunscreen because I know how important it is. I know, despite all the myths, that anyone can burn, anyone can get skin cancer. And the reality is that the environment that skincare lives in now is not doing the best job, myself included, of getting that message out there broadly. So bravo to Fenty Skin for putting out a series of products that opened a door of conversation to a tremendous number of people that were not in the conversation in the first place. That wasn't even fragrance. That's just me on my little, you know, no, I'll step I love off that. my little box now. Love it. No, but that the was great. That's thing, a really great point. So here's my thing about fragrance. So, you know, fragrance is a funny thing. Because as dermatologists, right, we're seeing the 2 to 4% of people that get issues from fragrance. So it's very common if you see someone like me with a person like me who's super dry, some with eczema, some with rosacea, some with acne. I'm going to tell you, fragrance-free is probably the better of your choices in life because of the people likely to have a problem, egg, you're it. But, and this is key, right, that's 2 to 4% of people. So let's say for some reason, you know, Jen is allergic to peanuts. That doesn't mean just that you can never have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich ever again. It doesn't work that way. People are individual. So the mere fact that there are some people who react to fragrance, they should really not do fragrance. There are other challenges, right, that don't get discussed. Another really important point, fragrance is not a monolith. Fragrance is thousands and thousands and thousands of things. So when you say fragrance disturbs me, that's like saying, you know, um, cars bother me. It's a category. <laughs> it's not a, a specific. No, I'm sorry. I mean, like, it's, it, you know, like, I don't like cars. Okay. You know, so fragrance also plays multiple roles in a product that people don't give credit to. Right. So let's talk about why people put, why put fragrance in in the first place. Well, first of all, I, I think you two, since this is your lives, you understand fragrance, fragrance, I'm sorry, skincare, personal care is experiential. Everybody mm-hmm. knows that. You open something, you remember the scent that it reminds you of your grandmother. You remember, oh, this is what I, this was the shampoo that you wore here. Um, I mean, <laughs> I know my, my husband doesn't wear a lot of product, but I mean, I know his shampoo. I like the smell of it. Like, it, it's not that he's using particularly scented product. It's just his nice smell that I like. And I I know it's there when he's been there. I like it. So fragrance has this very powerful sort of experiential component to it that I think isn't being given enough paid, you know, isn't being paid enough respect because people are like, well, why just take out fragrance? The other thing people seem to not get, if you smell the raw materials that make up most personal care products, they smell awful. They smell chemical and awful. Not like cute awful, 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 awful. And if you go to a factory pre-fragrance, you're like, oh my God, what is that? And when have they hidden the body? And you really (laughs) have to understand that it's just not palatable for most people. So a lot of times fragrance is used merely to make it not have a fragrance. In other words, to get rid of an industrially unpleasant order, they add a masking fragrance so that you smell nothing. Mm. But in order for you to smell nothing, there is a fragrance. And I right. think people sometimes don't put that together. I think, you know, someone's thinking, well, it's this cream that has this overwhelmingly floral scent. Yeah, I don't I don't seek that out. I'm not looking for products that are laden with fragrance. I don't enjoy them. But there are certain products that I don't even think I realize um, until I started thinking about this after the Fenty Skin thing of just, yeah, that, that's it's more than a fragrance. Exp- it's more than a skincare experience. I will walk into a specific, you know, store. I'll walk, it's more like a European pharmacy thing, but you'll smell it. And if you've ever watched anyone ever shop for skincare, the very first thing they do is smell it. It is Mm -hmm. the universal experience. They smell it, they touch it, and they rub it on their hand. So this idea that it's sort of somehow divorced from the experience of skincare, I think, is a wrong one. And I think this idea that fragrance is a horrible monolithic thing is just wrong. And the right answer for fragrance is just that you do you. If you don't like it, don't seek it out. If you do like it, seek it and, out. Well, 
Why isn't the answer that we change the cosmetic labeling regulations so you don't just have this monolithic word fragrance and you actually know, oh, wait, I'm allergic to that one little random, you know, essential oil that was mixed up in their proprietary scent? Oh, oh, you said a bad word. Essential oil is a well, different thing. Um, we'll get, okay, fine, it. a phthalate okay. or whatever it is. You know, fragrances <laughs> okay. are made up of a million things. Well, well, yeah, but that's kind of the point, right? There's a couple different things going on there, yeah. So number you, like, one— Like, you know, might not know which one you're allergic to, but, well, you know— Well, yes and no. So here's the thing. We have a different set of regulations in the U.S. That should not be confused with not having regulations in the U.S., any right. reputable supplier of skincare, any reputable company that is willing to kind of do business and sell skincare is going to work with regulated suppliers. And they all follow something called kind of the IFRA guidelines, which are a set of industry guidelines that go to the minutest of details of what fragrance are there, what is entirely in something, what a formula is. There are specific things that, number one, there are companies that have said it is often 200 things to make a scent. And is it really required that we list every single thing? Would you ask Coke to list every single thing on their formula if that is, in fact, the thing that makes Coke? So there's that no. argument. Number two, I don't know if you've seen <laughs> I a, think it a was label. rhetorical, Jess. <laughs> no, but I liked it. Yeah. It, was, it was like a, it was like an yeah. amen. It was like an amen. No, yes, I love no, that. that like, like, let them. But there's like, also an important thing. I think there's also an important, I'm always going to take an amen, so never never hesitate. The other thing I was going to say is that, you know, if you think about a label, where exactly would you like to put these 200 ingredients? I mean, it's a I, box I, would, I, was, I was bringing up a point that other people bring up. Oh, well, know, I'm getting there, too. Like, I'm getting there, too. Okay. So the, the thing is— Oh, here I am that, answering the rhetorical question. Sorry. Continue. No, no, please, please go ahead. But the thing is that I don't think this, this, this idea that somehow something is being hidden where you are just not being told is really not an accurate one. And to be candid, a reputable company— because of the regulations, and again, going back to the European regulations, where you must list every potential allergen, where you must show things that people are supposed to know what it is that they're buying, that's a really important thing that kind of gets blown away. A lot of this kind of comes in this context of, I don't even know if we want to go here, but like clean beauty, which I think has many things under its auspices that are reasonable. I think clean beauty as a concept started out well enough. I think that the idea was that there were certain groups, vegans, I have a ton of vegans who want skincare and that's really important to them. People who really prioritize things being cruelty-free. That is a completely okay, that is totally legitimate. Everybody who has a, a, a belief system a structure, should be able to find great skincare. There's no argument. What has happened though, is that there is this subset where things seem to have just kind of gone off the rails. And now it comes to us with lists of things that are not included. So I think that's kind of where fragrance has been mixed into this whole idea. Hey, Ranella, I have a proposal. Um, I'm just I'm just looking at the time here, and we have a full podcast yeah. of nothing I want to edit. <laughs> um, will you come back on our show? It would be my immense joy, ladies. Okay, but you get we're not gonna let you leave, however. We we're want to do the FM5. Of course we do. Let's do the Fat Mascara 5, because I'm sure you've been waiting for it your whole life, Ranella. Okay. Jess, take it away. Lightning round, short answers. We get to know the real you, though I think we already did. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, this is yeah. like so. Are we really at the point where there's mystery left? <laughs> oh, okay, well, sure. Like, Ranella. Yes. Are you outspoken? No. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Okay, you ready? Oh, that wasn't a what? question? I feel very no, good. I'm joking. I, no, 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 they're well. the same okay. questions they always ask. All right, go. Joking. Okay, so what's the first beauty product you fell in love with? My mother's perfume. Oh. Do you remember, Do you remember what it was? Chanel number five. <gasps> Beautiful. That's really nice. Who is the celebrity you just know you'd be best friends with? It would be people that nobody has heard of um, because I like esoteric sort of singer-songwriters. So it's very, um, I'll just say I, Jess Matlin and Jen Goldstein. Oh, oh. that's a... She, see, Jen's like, no, pass. I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. Thanks. Next. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'll allow um, it. Fine. Are you sure you don't want to you say know, you're of esoteric? All of our listeners, someone is going to know this singer-songwriter yeah. and DM you and be very excited. Yeah. There are several. I have always loved John Prine, who passed recently. So I feel oh, like Jeff if loves I John Prine. Got to meet John Prine, I would just lose my words and just thank him for the poet that he was. Oh, oh beautiful. That's better that's than me really, and Jess. That, yeah, we gotta say that's. I'm sorry, I didn't, no, I didn't excuse you. You two are already in the club. We'll oh, just have good thank music. You. When John Prine died, there was like it was like John Prine month in the house over here. Mine as um, well, also. Yeah, and not completely turned off now. That was a great no. loss too. <laughs> And died of COVID, sadly. Very, very talented. Mm-hmm. Very talented. Um, okay. What is your most indulgent snack? Most indulgent And I want you snack? to be specific, please. Uh, my son's thighs. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the best answer. I mean, at some point, he's going to be it, much bigger, it. and I won't be able to, you know, get away with it. But while he's still teeny. <laughs> How old is your son? Oh, he's still small enough to, you know, <laughs> bite on. <laughs> what is the song that pumps you up? It it changes all the time. Um, what's what's getting you going like the past week or two? Kings and Queens, which is this song the, from like TikTok. It's just oh, in my head, and I what, can't what get is rid it? of it. I don't know. I don't know. I will song. not be singing a demonstration for you. I will not. No, no there dance are just limits to my willingness. And then the last one: What do you want to raise a wand to? What are you obsessed with right now? I mean, I think I'm pretty excited that um, retinoid sort of waited for me. I spent quite a number of years. Um, making babies, having babies, nursing babies. And it's sort of nice, even though I'm in the walking phase of, you know, everyone, this is what a retinoid can look like at its worst right now. I'm very glad that it sort of hung in there and waited for me to finally get to it. So I will give it all to Retin-A. Raise a wand to Retin-A. I love it. Yay. Okay, we had you. We had you at your word. You're coming back on next season. We're going to bust some more myths. This was such a great interview. We love you. Thank you. Oh my God, Ramel, you're amazing. Thank you. Wow. Um, that was a lot of information. Wow. But, but, don't worry if you're thinking, I feel like there's more to the story or that's all the myth busting. There's m- way more myths that I can think of. We're on the same page. We're going to have Ronella back early next year. So, you know, just stay tuned. Uh, we're, we're all... We're all thinking the same thing. I loved that conversation. I couldn't believe it. I looked down at the time and I was like, oh my gosh, we have so much more to discuss. I could have stayed on the phone or on the on the podcast. I don't even know how yeah. to say that. Oh, thank you, Ranella. So yeah. let's raise a wand, shall we? Okay. So um, I am definitely seeing signs of of time underneath my eyes. Like I'm signs of time. Signs of time. Time. Time going by. Oh, is that like a nice way to say signs of aging? Yeah, I think we're all kind of searching for the for the words. Okay, signs of time, I'll allow signs it. Signs of time. Um, Passing. A, a, a life well lived. I don't know. Whoever whoever finds the right wording first, like, gets a prize. Uh, certain age signs. I don't fucking know. Um, yeah. uh, there was a really nice way I heard something the other day talking about aging. Oh, it was like, um, youth is a gift, aging is a work of art. All right, so you have a work of art under your eyes. Yes, yeah. Let's talk about it. Yeah, I've got, I've got, got a lot of um, yeah, a lot of art underneath my eyes right now. Um, <laughs> and my concealer sometimes, I'm sure you can relate to this, not you, Jen, listeners, um, like doesn't lay well if I'm mm-hmm. putting because in art. The artwork's yes, in the way. Yes, the art, exactly. <laughs> Adding texture you didn't need. <laughs> yeah, there's like texture, so I have to put a lot of eye cream. And I found a great eye cream. Oh, this that, is new for you. You are hard to please in the eye cream front. Yes, but I think we all are. I think we're all looking for the dream eye cream. Now, I can't say that this eye cream is going to turn back time, but I like the immediate cosmetic benefit I get. This is the Bobbi Brown Vitamin Enriched Eye Base. This is the sister product to her... Um, 
famous vitamin-enriched face base, which is a priming moisturizer. This is, that moisturizer again is not like an anti-aging retinol. You know, it's really just about the immediate payoff and and really like comforting the skin with, with the vitamins. It can make a big difference though that plumping with moisture before you put concealer on. Exactly. This is the mini, the little, the little you know sister that this you put underneath the eyes. You can even put it on your eyelids, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. And I believe so. Well, you have been, me. and you have I sensitive have eyes. Yeah, so I've been doing that's... that. Yeah, thank, thank you, Jen. Exactly. So user user study. Um, I do that, and I let <laughs> it sit for a minute, and then I put my concealer on, and I found that it makes the whole experience less more comforting and less draggy because I don't like putting concealer on now because it feels like uncomfortable. Totally. Especially you know what as I mean? the weather's changing and I get my finger out and I wipe and I'm like, and I feel like I'm just like pulling at yes, the under eye. Yes, it feels eye. pulling. And it feels- but you should be plumping first with some moisture. Yeah. So Bobby Brown, vitamin E. Yes. And vitamin enriched eye base. Vitamin enriched it's eye base. It's $54, guys. But um, it, it does feel good. It's got shea butter. Do you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Just use, be, be sparing. Okay. Well, I am going to raise a wand to a product, which is you're going to die because just the person we interviewed, we did an interview with, and she complimented you on something that you were wearing, and you name-checked this product, and I thought, oh my God, I'm about to raise a wand to Oh my God, I know what it is, yeah. Lauren Conrad Beauty Lip and Cheek Tint in Peony. Oh, you have your jar right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. So she was nice enough to send us some products from her line, and I keep gravitating back to this little pot. Okay, I'm going to go again with this dupe thing. I used to love Tata Har- I still love Tata Harper's lip, lip, lip and cheeks. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm trying to <laughs> yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is about half the cost of that. It is a nice creamy stain. You could wipe that on your eyes even. It's just this pinky I color. I feel like the QVC model. I'm next to Jen on screen. Yeah, she's dabbing now it on. I'm dabbing it. And then I was like, oh, I would love this if it was even a little darker because if you had a dark skin tone, she has a plum shade that's gorgeous oh, too. That's nice. The texture is just that perfect rub it anywhere. I know you like your um, Fluid Beauty. You've been using that all oh, over yeah. stick. Yeah. But don't you feel like this is like a non-shimmer version of like an all over color? Yeah. There's no is, shimmer. It's just like glowy pink. Yeah. Yes. And this is way more hydrating than the Fluid. Super hydrating. Yeah. yeah this yeah. is much creamier and dewier. Um, twenty bucks at Kohl's, not bad. Raise a wand. God, Lauren Conrad's good. She, uh, yeah, I know she's good. There's a reason that she's famous. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> We hope you enjoyed the show. It's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better. Head over to iTunes to rate and review us or email your thoughts to info at fatmascara.com. We also want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love. To share a Razor One product review or to ask a beauty question, email us at info at fatmascara. If you send it as a voice memo file, we can even share your voice on the podcast. You can also do that by leaving us a voice message. Our phone number in the United States is 646-481-8182. Thanks so much for listening. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. 
Ritual's Highest Hair is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp, something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.